0: It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host,
1: Bert Martinez.
0: All right, welcome back. And before I forget, if you are new to our program, hit the subscribe button, Uh, crush the like button, and share this episode uh, we appreciate that. It helps us uh, with the algorithm and it also helps us grow the show. So we appreciate that. And thank you so much for your continued support. So please, if you're not already a subscriber, go ahead and hit subscribe and the like button. Uh, today on the show, lawyer Norm Blumenthal, lawyer Norm Blumenthal on the show. He's an attorney for workers and consumers, collected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. Also in 2017, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal is a regular here on Money for Lunch, and just always good to be able to sit down and chat with him. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back.
1: Nice to be back, Bert, and uh, nice to be here with uh, all of your guests and uh, everybody that listens to the show. Um, Since we're talking about Money for Lunch, obviously one thing that's important to discuss is what we call the velocity of money. And the velocity of money is getting money in circulation and getting it circulated so that each dollar that goes into circulation actually counts to the gross uh, domestic product as between 3 and $4 you can get out of $1. Right now in uh, Washington, they're talking about a new... Uh, bill hopefully will pass the um the senate and the house of about another trillion dollars that they're going to put into the economy uh shortly and they're going to give uh checks to uh, everybody um, that, that's uh, in need of it between 300 and 600 per person and so that'll give them money for uh, uh, christmas time to those that have been laid off and uh, those that need it and so We're hopefully, hopefully turning the uh, curve here on the virus and uh, getting everybody back to work and uh, safely. And so once that happens, the kids are back in school and everybody's back to work safely. I think we're going to see a booming economy, but we need to, in the meantime, build this bridge to um, safety uh, for everybody that's out in the workforce and getting everybody back into uh, into the economy. What. What we have is, uh, is uh, basically in Washington, I think it's, it's easy to describe. We have basically four political parties. We have uh, on one side uh, the Democrats, the centerist Democrats, with the progressives on, the, on the, their left. In the Republicans, we have uh, the centerists, we call the rhinos for lack of a better term, um, and on their right, are the trumpers uh in the middle ground we have the uh uh, democrats and and the rhinos and they actually make up uh, the majority of of the our elected officials and what they're looking for in this middle ground this is the sweet spot is legislation that uh, stimulates the economy without raising taxes so that's when when you think about it and that's what they're going to get in this uh bipartisan uh, move here. They're not raising any taxes. They're just distributing funds. So I I think that's what we need to look for in the uh, Biden administration is uh, this sweet spot. And by and large, the progressives will go along with this as long as uh, it's putting people back to work. And that's really, really what we want to do.
0: Yeah, you know, absolutely. Look, uh, you and I talked about this last week. We have uh, what do you call it? Uh, Leaders that are that are obviously between a rock and a hard place. One sense, they have a duty to to try to keep us safe, and on the other hand, they're trying to, for lack of better terms, not hurt the economy anymore. And places like well, like the great state of California, the great state of New York. they have been hit fairly hard, both with the virus and with the, and with the economy, because of their lockdown. And I think that the stimulus check is, is, is something that's going to be needed, not only for the people who've been laid off, but also for those businesses to hopefully keep them afloat so they can continue to, to employ people so they can – you know, so, so those people are able to pay their rent, pay their mortgage, buy the things that they need – and this is crucial to our economy. That that velocity of money, if if money doesn't move, our economy dies.
1: Right, and 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 that and that's the key is to keep it moving. So, let's look at some type, some of the legislation that they're talking about in Washington. Um, we need infrastructure legislation where uh, the uh, federal government, without raising taxes, will encourage um, uh, some type of building in the infrastructure. So let's let's think about hypothetically one of these, which is um, building uh, solar supercharging stations across the country and installing solar panels to service uh, the grid for profit, obviously. And right. how do we how do we stimulate that and get that going without uh, spending fe- uh, federal dollars? which would uh, create even a larger deficit and stimulate the economy. The way they do it and the way they did it with um, oil and gas production, in the past in oil and gas production they had, which which was an oil depletion allowance, whereby 20% of the uh, revenues from uh, an oil well or a natural gas well uh, you received uh, free of income taxes. So let's try that that same formula on uh, solar uh, supercharging stations. Suppose we were to give a 25 percent allowance um, for tax free income um, by for decreasing carbon in our in our uh, system on the income from the, the people that put up the supercharging stations We put them a, current gasoline stations all across the country on the interstate. That would be a stimulus to have them build, which would employ people and service and use these um, uh, solar ch- uh, supercharging stations. The idea being that uh, in, in California by 2035, and, and I would think across the rest of the country, you're not going to be able to buy a new uh, gasoline-powered car or truck. Right. And so that's coming. So what you need is in um, in 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 the, stu- in the structure – in the infrastructure are these supercharging stations all across our our country, and the panels uh, to service them, so we don't have to use uh, natural gas or coal or oil to um, generate the electricity that's used for uh, the solar supercharging. So that's one idea um, that that can work. Another one is uh, to stimulate the economy is raising the minimum wage. And uh, we've talked about that. And there's now a study out that says that if we were to raise the minimum wage from uh, $15 uh, to $15 uh, by 2024, um, this would almost this would lift the pay for nearly 40 million workers. So that's, that's a big number. Yeah. the work workforce is about hundred and fifty million for round numbers, so that's forty million of them, and you know, a rising tide, as we always said, floats all ships. So the idea is is to get the minimum wage raised across the country. People get used to uh, fifteen dollars, gradually do it between now and two thousand and twenty four and you've got more money in the hands of people that'll spend it, and that's the trick. And it's legislation that can pass because we're not going to raise taxes. In this administration, the Biden administration, they can they can forget about raising taxes. There's just not going to be the votes in the Senate unless the Democrats take uh, both in Georgia to raise taxes. It's just not going to be there.
0: Yeah, you know what, and, and it's going to be interesting to see, uh, I think, that since you brought that up, uh, two things I want to say here. I think that the Trump administration, uh, specifically President Trump, I think he dropped the ball. I mean, he was so focused on on uh, spreading this voter fraud nonsense that he should have been the leader putting this package together. In fact, that was one of the things that he promised after the election: "I will, you know, do this stimulus deal." And I think that. In my last, you know, whatever, 50, 60 days, I would want to go out with a bang. And this would have been a great way for him to do that, to 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 say, hey, even though I'm still going to do this stuff here uh, on the boater stuff, uh, I want to take care of the people that I promised to take care of. And he just disappeared. You know, he, he took like 10 days off to go pout and play golf. And did nothing for the economy did nothing for his supporters did nothing for the american people and and, and so that really uh i think uh shows you uh, to me my opinion is lack of leadership and 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 kind of uh uh you know i don't know selfishness on his part he should have stepped up and taken care of this because this was really needed 30 days ago and and, and i think that should have been uh you know Priority one, or at least priority two, for him. Anyway, uh, I think yep. that because of all of this junk about voter fraud, you know, th- there is apparently a bunch of Republicans out there that, w- first of all, they were told don't vote in, in in these runoffs, don't vote, which is like the dumbest thing you could tell somebody. But it's very, very possible. That uh you know we have uh president elect Biden right now, I think in georgia uh supporting uh, some democrat democratic leaders out there. It's very possible that the g o p is going to lose a couple of additional seats because of all this voter fraud nonsense and the fact that they they're getting confuse, confusing messages about not voting and 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 so i'm I'm interested to see i'm eagerly interest- eagerly awaiting to see what happens. In, in these states because I think that uh again, President Trump muddied the waters and is probably going to cause additional damage more than he's already has.
1: Yeah, I I think he's lost all his credibility. Um you know, there in, in this country there's always people with, you know, with a few votes here and a few a few votes there. They they try to game the system. It's it's been happening since the beginning of time, George Washington, um, the polling places were next to a tavern when he was, when we were still under the control of the British and he was running for a political office under the British uh, system. He uh, gave uh, free uh, uh, drinks to anybody that showed up to vote for him. So, I mean, (laughs) that's how far back it goes. And so there's always been parts of it um, that aren't perfect, but it's, I think the key thing you're hearing from all the investigations are that none of the, these onesies um, and twosies, we'll call them, attempts to game the system affected the outcome of the system. There was nothing on a on a uh, scale sufficient enough in any state to affect the outcome of any of the elections. And and they and what they had was, and the beauty of the system was. Um, and you have to give Christopher uh, Krebs all the credit, his team, and hats off to all of them um, in the, the cybersecurity um, world, um, is they had, for 95% of the votes in this country, paper ballot backups. So that any time anybody wanted to do a recount, there was paper ballots to support it. Never, we never gave up um, relying on machine counts for uh, for for giving it so you could check every person's ballot one by one if if you wanted to do it and you could run, or you could run them through the machine again as a clean machine uh but they actually did it by hand uh in Georgia and it w- it came out it was a a, a fair and uh and a correct election and the results were like elect- uh, correct so I I think that he made a terrible mistake and uh, it'll haunt him because it, it it shows uh, his lack of leadership. um, And uh, hopefully um, we won't be hearing much of him uh, in the future, but there are are a group of clearly a group of Republicans on the, on the far right side that are now in in Congress that uh, um, take their marching orders from him and they're going to be there. Now the question is whether or not, the other republicans the rhinos in the, in the republican party can work with the democrats in the in the center to come up with legislation that's going to be acceptable uh, across um the entire system and i hopefully that's going to work i that's my hope anyway and um uh, i think the progressives are smart enough to to go along with it because it'll be moving in the right direction even though there's not going to be any uh type of uh tax increases
0: yeah you know, and again, look, I uh, I am not as uh, – what do you call it uh, – as hopeful that there won't be any tax increases. There may not be any tax increases in 21, but the government has is, is put out trillions of dollars, and some of that money has got to come back from someplace. Uh, on top of putting out trillions of dollars, you have municipalities – as well as the federal government that has lost all sorts uh, of trillions of dollars in taxes and, and the revenue that comes from those taxes. So something's got to give. I think the, the, what do you call it, the focus being on getting the virus to, uh, not the virus, the vaccine to all those people who want to take the vaccine. I think hopefully that will give a certain level of cushion to open up these businesses, get the economy back up and running. I think that, to me, is the number one uh, focus, number one priority, because uh, I think the new normal is the coronavirus is here to stay, just like the flu is, just like the common cold, just like everything else. It's, you know, I don't think it's going to be completely eradicated, and it's just time for us to, again, my opinion, understand that this is the new normal. Moving forward, this is what we have. How do we work with it? How do we get the economy up and going so where people feel secure in their jobs and therefore are willing to start spending money on non-essentials? Yes, Yes.
1: and I I, I think that's exactly right. And I think what we're going to go into is what we had 100 years ago uh, is the Roaring Twenties. I think we're going to have the Roaring Twenties all over again because there's all this pent-up demand for travel. Uh, for entertainment, um, the idea that people have been, you know, basically limited uh, to their travel for a year—I mean, all these cruise lines and airplanes and hotels and and restaurants and all the places that people were going—I mean, the economy was I mean, was booming. They're going to come back, and with that income, there's going to the current tax system taxes <laughs> a lot um yes. on on the money that people make and so the the idea being instead of raising taxes raise the income of everybody and how do you raise the income of everybody you have the economy booming and i i think the idea of uh, putting a tax increase on top of a booming economy is a mistake i think the idea is is to okay if you want to do anything well then you know, spread the wealth. Don't you don't have to leave it all in the corporations. You can increase the minimum wage and from there all wages will go. You know, the rising tide flights floats all ships. So if we work towards fifteen dollars in twenty twenty four, if we do infrastructure, we spend the money on infrastructure, infrastructure that people will be using that they can see that's visible and it'll change the, the lifestyle and help climate the climate these are all things that can be done without raising anybody's taxes and so that's that's the concept is let the economy um, grow and expand itself but you can't leave behind a third of the economy at seven dollars and 25 cents an hour you just can't do it because as we talked about it's an adversary system between management and labor right. and the, the the guy in charge in management, he can't unilaterally himself raise everybody's um, minimum wage to $15 in the company um, overnight without having, could, he could lose his job, obviously if he raised it too much because the, the company itself, you know, is the, the, the shareholders, they want the lowest wages possible, unfortunately. Well, the idea is is the government gives a reason uh, and, tell, and how we can get these wages up, and we need to do it because these people will spend every penny they have. And that's the idea is that from the minimum level, spending every penny they have to the higher level, getting back into the um, luxury items and the travel and the entertainment, we are going to have a, a really... The next four years, I think, will be boom time, because once the virus gets behind us, which we're we're just about there, you know, we're months away, which is 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 wonderful. So we're getting there with, without raising anybody taxes. The idea of uh, getting you know, paying down the federal deficit, I think that's a, a pipe dream now. We're like like the other countries in the world. We're just going to have to live with it. That's just the way it's going to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I and again, look, the the uh, the the main difference, the main difference between uh, the Trump administration and the Biden administration coming in, uh, is that the Trump administration really, for the most part, ignored the virus. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that because President Trump continued to, I don't know, uh, he really was not interested in doing anything about the virus. I mean, I think at, at a couple, uh, one point when, when he contracted COVID, he decided, okay, I'm going to start wearing a mask. And he did that for a couple of days. But for the most part, he did very little to do anything about the virus. And... It's great that I I think one of the things that he said that he was going to defer to the governors, and and that's great, but I think that he could have gotten together with the governors. He could have gotten together with, uh, you know, with science and, and said, okay, what can we do to help and support our governors so we can hopefully contain or eradicate this virus? and I think that his lack of leadership in this area is one of the reasons that our economy kind of took a dump. I mean, the economy was going to take a dump anyway, and I don't blame that on President Trump. Nobody foresaw this coming. Where I think he does need to to, uh, to admit some fault is his lack of action after everything started falling apart. And yeah. he, he just refused and continues to refuse. and And, you know, he goes – Back and forth between I don't want to do anything and okay we're going to do something, and and uh, th- those mixed messages I think hurt people and hurt the economy.
1: Yeah, I, I think he, he you know he could have won this election if he would have shown some uh, compassion and understanding and leadership with regard to the pandemic, which he he didn't, and the people that were suffering as a result of it. Uh, in terms of being the example. The president could be a great example for the rest of the country, and he was a poor example. He pa- played to his base with these uh, rallies and and no mask and this machismo uh, attitude towards all of it, which I, I think hurt him in the end because there's just not that many voters on that end of the spectrum of uh, the um, dis- disenfranchised um, uh, Persons who, you know, the rebels and, and whatnot that, that he, he plays to. And, the, and, you know, he goes so far as to, to play to the racist and um, others on the fringe on the right. And I think that turned everybody off um, in, in the middle of the Republican Party and the rhinos And I think they felt safer with um, uh, Biden because of his his reliance on science. In, instead right. of uh, his reliance on this idea that you know it's just going to go away um, I mean give Trump credit for um, um, getting you know the, the vaccine through um, and passed and in a record time and the people around him that, that that did that but what he ended up doing is he shot himself in the foot by not um, giving in to these the experts in science with regard to um, um, what to do on a day-to-day basis. I mean, you know, he, he came up with these these crazy harebrained things, you know, drinking Clorox and, it would, you know, whatever the, the else, else was. I mean, it was just, it was silly. And he showed his lack of leadership, and people got scared, uh, I think, and rightly so, of, of where he was going to take us the next four years if he was allowed to stay in power. And so the the system worked. I mean that's the beauty of of people at the end of the day the voter made the decision you know and even in this crazy uh, electoral college system it came down to the votes and so and and to the credit of the state leadership both republican and democrat they stuck with the sta- the votes and the, there was a review of it there was no Fraud that changed the election and it's over and let's, you know, put on your big boy hat and your big boy pants, uh, Donald Trump, and accept the fact that uh, Joe Biden's president show up like a gentleman at the inauguration and hand over power like you should instead of being a sore loser, whiny baby, uh, which he appears to everybody. It's embarrassing that this uh, uh, former president-to-be is acting like an infant. And, um, yeah. and it, it it hurts the country, I think the, the idea that you know somebody can act like this, but more more, it hurts his his image. I mean, who wants to deal with with child behavior? It's hard enough with your own children. You certainly don't want it in the president
0: absolutely and, and And you know interestingly enough, I, I can't remember who said it. I believe it was a Senate, it was a Republican senator. And he floated the idea that President Trump will be resigning from office, uh, allowing Pence to become president, uh, and, and therefore uh, Pence would then pardon Trump for, uh, you know, any junk that he yeah. might have, you might might have done. And I find that to be interesting. It certainly, would not put it past him to do something like that.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think he'll do it because of his ego is too big to resign from anything because that would be admitting defeat. I think more right. than likely he'll just pardon himself for these federal crimes and that'll be an issue. It it does not say in the Constitution that his pardoning power is is limited um, to pardoning others, and so there's you know there's uh, there's no provision for it and. And, you know, given that the Supreme Court is all these textualists and they read word for word, I think he's he's got a strong argument. But that will take years to, to, to come through uh, if they t- charge him um, for federal crimes. I think he'll be charged more than likely for New York crimes, and so he's going to have to face that first. And so he's building up a uh, treasury, you know, over $200 million now from all these poor suckers. We're giving him money, uh, to, uh, and it's all going to his defense fund, and will pay for some good lawyers, and these good lawyers will uh, put up his defense, and he'll either be guilty or he won't. Uh, right. But that's kind, that's kind of a sideshow. That's not where, where the action's going to be, and no one's going to really care too much, because uh, every day he's out of office, he'll be less and less relevant to... Uh, What's going on in the Biden administration and with this country because there's a lot of wonderful things that are going to be happening uh, during this uh, administration and I think uh, it's going to be a uh, joint effort by the Democrats and uh, and the rhinos um, uh, to get get all this done and get these uh, trumpers behind us um, they shouldn't be at the far fringe they shouldn't be a part of this uh, country's conversation. The idea that racism we know it still exists, but the idea that it has a voice uh, with our leadership is a, is a, a shame, and it should be done away with. And we don't want anybody in power with with these crazy ideas of racism and, and bigotry. Uh, no, I agree. To...
0: I and, and and I like what you said there. That uh, all of that really is inconsequential. It's it's a uh, it's a sideshow. Uh, the focus is the eradication or control of, of the COVID uh, virus and the, what do you call it? The, the, the economy. And if, and if, if Biden administration does nothing but those two things, it will be a successful administration, you know, just getting rid of just just fixing the economy, fixing the COVID thing. That would be a great legacy
1: right and uh, and you know the idea that we got it all done I mean this 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 warp speed uh, concept that uh, Trump's administration put in the, the credits uh, given where credits do they sure. redu- also reduce corporate taxes which helped uh, at the time to get the, um, to boost the um, the economy also it, it it all worked in, in conjunction, of, and the virus w- was just handled so poorly in terms of the public relations that he, he did. It was a disaster and cost him the election. There's no question about that. But here we are, and um, we're fortunate because we have, we're in the middle ground. We don't have you know some, some far left, and we don't have some far right. We have the middle ground. It's a sweet spot. And um, there's going to, I'm looking for some really good, inventive, uh, middle ground legislation uh, to stimulate the economy without raising taxes and to give the, at the lower end to raise the minimum wage. That is the keys to the kingdom, I think. The idea of giving everybody a living wage, it's long past due, $7.25, $15,000 a year, just doesn't cut it. Nobody can live on that. It just doesn't cut it, and and we need to turn the page on that and gradually get up to to $30,000 a year, the $15 minimum wage.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, – yeah, I think – Uh, would call it uh, that will be uh, as you said the king of the kingdom it's it's ridiculous to try to get anybody to live on 15 grand a year and unless you're a student living at home with no expenses then you're okay but uh, anybody else that's very difficult Um, and and, you know the the what do you call it the nice thing uh, one and again this is to me a good example of leadership You know, the Biden administration didn't wait for the GSA to, you know, to give them the money that they needed. Uh, They didn't wait. They didn't sit there and complain and whine, and and they just said, "Okay, these are our priorities. Let's move on these priorities." And so, whether or not uh, the GSA triggered the uh, what do you call it the 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 office of the uh, president elect and the funding that goes with it i my hats off to biden and and harris for just getting started in a in a less than perfect environment and they were focused on the virus they were focused on the economy they're putting a team together i think that to me is a excellent example of good leadership you're not waiting for a perfect environment you're not waiting for approval you're not waiting Uh, And you're not bogged down on on hate speech. You're just moving forward to take care of the people. So I wanted to say that.
1: Yeah, that's it. Focus is the key word. There are focused. I mean, Biden's been in this business his whole life. You know, almost 50 years, so he knows uh, from what he speaks of what happens in Washington. I think he's, his appointments are all focused people to get the job done. We don't have anybody with t- personal agendas to enrich their own uh, livelihood like we had with Trump and all these per- the persons that were in office were there to, per- to make themselves rich. We we don't have this group. We have career uh, uh, personnel coming in whose focus is to make America the greatest country in the world again. And we can do it. I mean, this is, um, we, we have all the tools here. It's a great country. Uh, the vast majority of, of Americans are great people. And, you know, we're going to be on top again, but we're going to be on top through science and uh, leadership and the idea that, um, you, you, you really just can't raise taxes to tax your, uh, way out of this you have to have incentive programs infrastructure where people can make more money but at the end of the day you got you can't you got to bring everybody with you you can't leave people behind and you can't leave you know people hard-working people behind you got to bring everybody up to a level that they have a living wage and that $15 an hour is something that uh, we really need to fight for um, in, in this congress
0: absolutely absolutely Norm Blumenthal, thank you for stopping by. I want you to have, uh, uh, what do you call it, a great New Year's and, and happy holidays and, and uh, be safe and have fun with your family. Look forward to catching up with you in January.
1: Yep, we'll be ready to go, get ready for the inauguration. Everybody, a Merry Christmas and a healthy and happy New Year. And I'm really looking forward to this new administration. It's been a long four years Um <laughs> With the with this uh, guy in in the White House, and I'm happy to see him go, and his family go, and all his uh, cronies with them, and um, I'm happy to see glimmers of the Rhino Republicans coming back. I'm really happy for that, and I'm and the, the Dems you know, coming back, and the Progressives giving giving their their two cents to everything to keep it, uh, you know, keep keep talking about people that are less fortunate than than some of us
0: absolutely absolutely norm Blumenthal, thank you so much
1: thanks Bert. good have stuff happy there help from, you.
0: good stuff there from norm blumenthal and by the way if you have questions about uh norm blumenthal if you have questions for norm blumenthal if you uh you can reach out to him at Bamlawca.com. that's b as in bravo a as in alpha m as in mary bam law com, and he'll be glad to speak with you and take your information and point you in the right direction should you have any questions regarding, you know, workers' uh, rights or consumer rights. He's the guy to go to. My friends, I want to say thank you for stopping by today and thank you for your massive support. Uh, Please subscribe and share and like. We appreciate that very much. It helps out the algorithm, helps out the show quite a bit. And as always, my friends, I want you to have a Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, and most of all, remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch, and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.